Welcome to East Tennessee. You're listening to my Smoky Mountain Guide, hosted by Mark and Ann Bowman. And I'm Ann. Yep, she certainly is. 100% of Anne. the time. Yes. All the time. She's Ann. And I'm glad. I am so happy she's Ann. Are you glad I'm 100% Mar- of the I'm, time? No, not really. I didn't think so. I'm not glad 100% of the time. I'm working on that every day. But keep working. Hey, let's tell them about uh, we've got a new sponsor. I know. Can you believe it? We have a sponsor. Yes. Yeah. What's the name of it? Ministry Graphics. Ministry Graphics. Who owns Ministry Graphics, Ann? We do. We do. We're sponsoring (laughs) ourselves. We just wanted to tell you a little bit about what we do on a daily basis because this podcast is not, that's not our job. We do this because we love it. So we do this to have fun. We do we do our podcast because it's fun and because we love the Smoky Mountains and we want you to know all about the Smoky Mountains. So yeah, so we have a podcast. But our ministry graphics. Talk a little bit about ministry graphics, Ann. Well, I've been a graphic designer for a number of years and we freelance design uh logos, business cards, brochures, signs, so on, and you do the the website part. We we designed the website, My Smoky Mountain Guide. Did all the graphics and everything. It took us two years, but we got it done. Yeah. And all the contents written by us, all the graphics on My Smoky Mountain Guide are done by Ann. Uh, no outside input from that. But we want you to know that uh, we are available yes. if you need us. If you want a if you need a website, if you need graphics done, if you need a logo for your business, whether it's a ministry or whether it's a or profit business, we're here. We're here for you. And there's samples of your work on the website. And yeah. we've just done basically a website. It's very simple. Uh, ministrygraphics.us. It's not a .com. Ministrygraphics.us. Us. And if you'll go to that, you can see some of the work that we've done. She's done primarily. But uh, we'll also have some links on there to our websites that we've done. So we want you to be able to see that. But on to. But this also lets them not know. Not on to the show. They lets them know that they too can sponsor um, my Smoky Mountain Guide podcast. Yeah, we'd love to have you as a sponsor. If you yeah. want to be a sponsor of our podcast, let us know. Yeah, and just go to our website, mysmokymountainguide.com, and click on the advertising menu at the very, very bottom of the page or the contact us page, and get in touch with us. We'd okay, love for you to do that. Okay, on to Sevierville. All right, now on to Sevierville because we went to Sevierville again. And we had we had another good time. Oh, we, uh, we always, had, always, always, always a good time. Now this is episode four, and we've named it "Muscle Cars and Warbirds." So you know it's going to be a good good show because my goodness, you talk about muscle cars. And I got to grow up when muscle cars were an everyday occurrence. Yeah, that's right. Muscle cars were they weren't antiques back. When we were, now we're antiques, but uh, when we, you know, we're we're going through, uh, well, I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but yeah, those muscle cars were all original back when we were experiencing these cars and now they're antiques and now they're in museums, but And Floyd Garrett's muscle car museum is, is fixing it to where anybody can go and see what the real muscle cars look like. If you want to see some really cool muscle cars, now they've got 
90 plus. I, 90, more than 90 cars. And the inventory changes. Yeah. They rotate it out. Because these are working cars. I mean, they're not just jalopies. These are cars that you could put on the road. And They're so cool. Oh, my goodness. They're cool. Now, we're going to talk to you a little bit about some of the cars that are in there. But I want to mention just a few of my very, very favorites. We'll get on with it because I got my favorites, too. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, 60s Camaros. Love them. Absolutely love them. And they had fully restored 67 and 68 Camaros. I think a couple of them were super sports. Beautiful, beautiful cars. It reminded me of my friend T.K. Harris back in high school. He had a 69 blue Camaro that I just love that car. And I, I contacted him this week and I said, T.K., whatever happened to that car? that Camaro that you had. Anyway, it was involved in a, a, sm- a minor accident and one thing led to another and he ended up driving a, another car, Ford Granada. Can you believe that? He went from a Camaro to a Granada. TK, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that car, if it were around today, and maybe it is somewhere, I don't know, but it would be worthy of being in this, in this museum because it was a beautiful car. And the cars they have, well, they have they have a number of Camaros, not just those two. They've got a number oh, of yeah, Camaros yeah. in there. Okay, my turn. Oh, they, oh, before we move on from that, they have a brand spanking new Camaro that was bought right off the showroom floor. It's an RT, I think, which was road and track. I think that's what it, for, it stands for. But anyway, it it was it's a brand new white Camaro right off the showroom floor. I don't know how many miles it's got on it, but it looks like it says zero. It still has the plastic on the seats. So if you want to see one of those, my goodness, it's beautiful. Okay, on to the historical car. Yeah. Which is the 1955 Chevrolet Bel Air. Mm-hmm. I know that's dear to your heart. It is. It is. It is the car that I learned how to drive in. Every time I hear the word or I see one, I remember my mom telling my dad that he was going to teach me how to drive. So we went to the back alley, and I went down the alley once, and he said, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> so my mom ended up teaching me how to drive, and we that car stayed with us for I don't know how long to the point to where we were driving it. My older sister would drive, sort of chauffeur everybody around in it, and every time she put on the brakes, the back seat would go forward, and we would just <laughs> laugh our heads off. I love that car. Yeah, that's a that's a neat car. And but they, ours was blue. The one in the museum is an incredible shiny, shiny black. That that is a beautiful car. That was that's a beautiful car, and it does stand out among the others in there. Oh yeah. But speaking of older cars, they had one that was custom. It's a one-off car, and it's a 1940 something. And what are they? That orange car, and what are they? Called? Oh, the what afterglow. The afterglow. It's a Mercury. It's a 1940 Mercury convertible. And it, oh my goodness, the paint. They must have had 20 coats of paint on that car. It was a concept car. Yeah. That It took them 10 years to build it. And they, um, they built it for the uh, show circuit as Ford might have built it. 
I, now go when you go go to our website, and I've got pictures of every angle of that car. It is incredible. It was. It is a beautiful car. It is. And uh, I'm glad they had it in there. But yeah, you couldn't buy that. It's not a car you could you could actually buy and uh, drive it. But wow, was that a good looking car? Remember when we were watching a documentary a couple of weeks ago on muscle cars, not even realizing that we were going to Floyd Garrett's, and then we saw. Um, we saw a particular car, and then the credits yep. at the end of the show said that Floyd Garrett's of Sevierville. Yeah, reckon, special thanks to Floyd. Uh, yeah, yeah, to and Floyd it, Garrett's and it was it was because of the 1969 Pontiac GTO, the Judge. The Judge. It was in that show. Yes, and and there it is on the floor in the museum. Yeah, I remember that. It was so cool uh, walking in there and seeing that car. Those GTOs, of course, they. Many consider the GTO back then to be the the very first muscle car mm-hmm. because my goodness that thing, you know they call them muscle cars because they had a lot of muscle. Man, mm-hmm. those engines they just kept putting them bigger and bigger engines in those things and making the bodies lighter and lighter, and those things would fly. What do you remember? Why it's called the Judge? Uh, no, I don't remember that. Really, it's from the. TV show back then, Laugh In, where it said, here comes the judge, here uh-huh. comes the I judge. Remember, I remember that. Order in the courtroom. Yeah. Here, that's that's what it's named after, the judge. Here comes the judge. Really? No kidding. Oh, you don't remember? You're pulling my leg. Which isn't hard to do. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, yeah, I didn't know that. But I do, I remembered the car, and that GTO was something. My goodness. Yes. It, and, the, you know, they had some 442s in there. Oh, I, they had several. Those cars, I remember that that from uh, my childhood growing up. Some of the older boys had you'd see them around town. Those four forty two. They're pretty, pretty cars. Oh man, very nice cars. Well, and then remember when we saw that that Ford coupe? The, it's a nineteen forty, and it was used to haul whiskey in Greenville, Tennessee. Oh yeah, the whiskey runner. Yeah, it has the original paint, the original upholstery. And it's considered the best original 1940 Ford Coupe that they know about. Wow. The present owner has had it for 50 years. Oh, my goodness. It's a very pretty car. I just don't remember those details. I, I guess I, I just— I do my I just, research. I know you do, and I just I just walk around and gawk. Well— I just look at those cars, and I'm just— Oh, man. I know. I, I still look at cars it. today. Yeah. I just I just— I don't know why. I just really like cars. Yeah. Now, most of these cars, I mean, it's a muscle car museum, so you think, yeah, they're older cars, but they did have a few representations that were brand new. Like I mentioned, that Camaro that was right off Mm -hmm. the showroom floor, and they had another one that was a Dodge Viper, a brand new Dodge Viper. Blue. Oh, Oh, my goodness. It had those racing stripes on it. It still had the covers on the seats. I mean, just like the other cars. If you could have any car in the museum, which one would you want? Well, now that's going to be tough because there were so I know what you're going many to say. in there. So many. There's two that caught my eye, but I think one, the 1963 split window Corvette. Red Corvette. It was absolutely beautiful. It was. Oh, my goodness. Was that a good looking car? And you know it's funny because over my lifetime, I've I've never been like a huge fan of the Corvette. Oh, I have. But I tell you what, 
when I look back on some of those old designs, now the the, the one that's brand new, love it. The Stingray that, that mid, that's out now, that mid-engine car, oh. the the twenty twenty. That that's a gorgeous car. But I tell you what, that nineteen sixty three split window Corvette was absolutely beautiful, and they had a lot of the older Mustangs in there. Mm-hmm. They had the the Reaper, the fortieth anniversary uh, bullet car. Oh yeah, same yeah. color as the movie. They had one of those in there, and I just love the. The, the Mustang. And I've got a cousin who is an absolute Mustang freak. Loves it. He's a good guy. Yeah, he loves those Mustangs. He's got two of them, and they're beautiful cars. Well, what was the other car? Well, I, I guess if you, you know, the, the Camaro. I just, it, I just, it's not the Viper. Old. Well, now the Viper is a newer car. Oh, that's right. I mean, that's a brand new car. That that Viper is one that still had the it had still had the seat covers on it. It was brand spanking new, never been on the road. Still had the window sticker from the dealership. I well, think they it was can, 70, they can just keep it, can't they? I think they? it was seventy six grand for that car when they bought it brand new. Well, they probably will keep it, but I'd take it. No, that I love that Viper. Well, I would walk out with the nineteen fifty five Thunderbird. Yeah, that was a pretty car, too. The 1955 Chevrolet Bel Air. You notice, too, they had a lot of Trans Ams. Yeah. And they had a 1979 blue Trans Am, unrestored, 3,000 miles was it, original and four-speed. Yeah. Now, here's the time to where all of you people out there that cannot drive a manual transmission, Mm. stop what you're doing and find somebody still living (laughs) <laughs> that knows how to do it, and then learn how to drive a manual transmission, and then you'll know what a car is. Oh man, yeah those those cars with manual with stick. Mm, manual, I have never manual. owned a car that was not a manual transmission, except for that Honda that we got. Yeah, I'm and a, that's one you picked out. Yeah, I did. Okay, we are we're all we can all make. I'm not going to say it was a mistake. I like that car. That was a good car, but uh, yeah, the older cars. We loved them, and there's more than just cars in there. There is a truck in there. It's a Dodge. It was called the Little Red Truck, but it was just a regular pickup truck, but it had those haystack exhausts like you get on a big rig. And I remember when that thing came out, I thought, well, that's just funny-looking truck, man. But I tell you, uh, it's all original, original paint. Everything about it is 100% original. It's in there. So if you like Pickup trucks, you'll enjoy that, just looking back on that. But, yeah, there were all kinds of cars in there. For, they had a lot of Roadrunners. Ro- they had, oh, yeah, they had several Roadrunner cars. 1969 and a half. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful cars. So we want you to go. All right, I need to mention one more little car. Okay. When you hear the word sunbeam, in my mind, <laughs> I think of mixers, <laughs> irons, and toasters. Yeah, sunbeam. But they had a cute little white sunbeam tiger v8 i have never heard of it never seen one but it is one cute little car that's because they didn't make that many it's i've a never rare, heard it, of a sunbeam it's a rare car and uh it's right in the back in there but it's a it was a neat little car so but we want to just say hey you need to go to floyd garrett's muscle car museum in Sevierville, tennessee 
and I think it's twelve seventy five to get in. Is that right? Not that much. Le- eleven bucks. Somewhere between eleven and twelve dollars. Yeah, it's not very expensive. You and can spend all day in there. You can spend all day walking around, looking at those cars. Mm-hmm. Just do not touch. Don't touch. But yeah, Floyd Garrett's car muscle car museum in Sevierville, Tennessee. That's a great place. Now we left Floyd Garrett's, and we made our way over to the Tennessee Museum of Aviation. And I wasn't sure what to expect in there, but I tell you what, that is a first class oh, museum. I mean, it, the, it's thirty five thousand square feet of uh, what do they call a building where they park airplanes? A hangar. Hangars is a thirty five. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes my brain just quits but uh you know you've said that on several podcasts because it happens on several podcasts Mm -hmm. that's why i'm here i know baby i need you Thirty-five thousand square feet of hangar and it is full of planes that are just cool now they've got the what they call the warbirds collection and they've got a lot of war planes in there there is everything's cool it is really neat now the first thing that you do is you when you after you buy your ticket and you go uh into the first area it's 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 in the same building as the hangar but it's a smaller area where they have artifacts from like world war one world war two uh they even had a piece of the uss arizona yeah they did they had a a metal i don't know what the piece was but it was a little bar from the ship yeah from the ship uh it was all rusted and uh, put in a case mm-hmm. from the USS Arizona from the the bombing of Pearl Harbor, but that that was in there. The USS Arizona yeah. and the USS Utah, yeah, were the two ships that they were not able to salvage or repair. And they've got that that piece of mm-hmm. the ship there. If you go through the uh, not the hangar part, but the part where all the, the museum, artifacts are. The inside air-conditioned Yeah, it's, it's air-conditioned, uh, which is really nice because the it's, hangar itself is not. So it gets a little warm in there. But the the part that you first walk into, I was so impressed with the the displays. I compared it to the Smithsonian as far as the professionalism and and how everything was done it it's top notch yeah they did a really good job putting it all together but they had, they had flight books from original flight books from the war uh from i don't know which one but maybe all of them i don't know but they had flight they had uniforms from mm-hmm. pilots from th- that era they had what i thought was pretty cool because of my background and my love for ministry and everything is that they had the chaplains Everything that a chaplain would the communion use. set the, yeah they had all of that uh, they had the the portable piano for singing yeah they had that all that there uh-huh. it was it was pretty neat they had the cases where they would take hymnals they had the helmets that the pilots would wear in those open cockpit leather helmets yeah, yeah. and the thing where you can breathe yeah. masks I, the thing that really blew my mind. And that section of the museum was the, they called it a Wasp Major RH360 engine. Remember in that glass case, that engine? I do remember that. They said it was the largest air-cooled, piston-driven aircraft engine ever produced. It was the one for the Spruce Goose that Howard Hughes built. It was massive. It, 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 and I have to, I have to say, it weighed. 3,404 pounds, 
and its length was eight feet seven inches. So that and it's all in this glass or plexiglass, I don't know, case. It's massive. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. And I remember that they, they had the original fan blades from mm-hmm. a turbine. It was wood. It was made all all out of wood. And they those things were really, really big. <laughs> I don't you know, the, it was it was really neat to see all that mm-hmm. stuff. It, I, I really enjoyed that. You're walking into history that, you know, I don't know, it's details that are very fascinating to learn about the about the wars. And you, you could spend, I don't know. Forever. I don't know. You could spend a long time just walking around. It depends on how much detail you want. There's uh-huh. plenty of it there. There's plenty to see, a wide variety. And but now, when you step out of the air conditioned part into the hangar itself, where all the planes are, like I said, it's not it's not air conditioned. So you want to go early in the day or later in the day, so you're not there in the heat of the day. Mm-hmm. They had uh, a Red Bull plane right in the middle of that thing. That was wow. I loved it. It's one. It was a it was a plane where the, you know I guess para, parachutists and paratroopers and stuff like that would jump out of, but. It had the Red Bull logo on its side, and it was it was it was really a massive plane. Well, and too because we're not, we're in growing up, we saw more muscle cars than we did airplanes. So um, go to our website, and you'll see many pictures of the planes that are there. Yeah. There was a remember that evil Knievel rocket that yeah, we saw. Yeah, they had that evil Knievel rocket where he went over the um, Snake River, and that was there. It was really small. I, I'm, uh-huh. we, we, it was so small, we even questioned whether it was real or not. I mean, not real, but whether it was the actual size of the one he used or whether yeah. it was really the one. And I guess we should have asked, but um, I'm, assu- I'm going to make the assumption that that was the one. So, And in that same area was the, the Twin Beach cockpit section that's been used in so many movies. They ha- Yeah, because that whole corner of the hangar that uh-huh. was dedicated to Hollywood because they made movies using these cockpits and uh, breakaway like cabins and things like that. And they had the original one. Like I was reminded that there was a movie that John Wayne made back when John Wayne was alive and making movies. The actual cockpit that he was in was, was there at the museum, which well, was pretty cool. There was a sign by one of the planes that listed some of the movies that it was in. Oh, I know um, a bunch of them. What it's a mad, 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 mad world. The A-Team series, the Baywatch, Cheers, General Hospital, ALF. Remember ALF? I know. Who would have thought that they'd have an airplane scene? I know. <laughs> I know. Well, he must have come in it. Who knows? <laughs> That's how he got here. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't any UFO. It was a movie prop. But they must have used that thing in 30, 30 oh, yeah. movies or more. Yeah. I mean, way it was back a long in, list from, from the black black and white era movies. Yeah, that thing's been around a long time. As far back as 1963 all the way up to 2000 and something they used that. Wow. So that that was that was pretty neat. And they had some helicopters in there. They had some really uh, amazing They had a Vietnam uh, plane. They had massive engines back there. It's I wish that we could describe it more than we are, but as I say, the the photos are on our website. Yeah, so that's the Tennessee Air Museum. Oh, oh, the gift shop. No, we can't get we, you can't get out of the thing without talking about the gift shop. The okay. gift shop was very impressive, veteran oriented. 
Military. Yeah, military. Very military. But I'll have to tell you, the thing that drew my eye was, I, I don't think I've seen, there's a t-shirt there that I've actually put on the website that the graphics that are done on it are some of the best t-shirt graphics I've ever seen. Of now, this. you say that every time. I can't help every it. Every week we find the best. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> um, it was just, I was just really taken with how it's a beautiful gift shop yeah. and and stuff that you actually want to buy. <laughs> yeah, they had T-shirts. They had hats, of course, and then they had uh, all pins that you can put on your, uh, you know, on your shirt and your collar lapel and pins lapel and pins stuff and like that. But it was it was much more than that. It was it was coffee cups. They had all kinds of really neat things in there, uh-huh. which you would expect in a gift shop, uh, in a museum gift shop. But it yeah. was really. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed walking through. There. Oh, I did too. I really I, did. Very much so. I would I would recommend it in a heartbeat. So that is the Tennessee Museum of Aviation in Sevierville. Now it is right next door to the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge Airport. Now you're thinking the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge Airport. Didn't you say you're in Sevierville? Yes. The Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge Airport is in Sevierville. So <laughs> so go go figure figure that one out. But anyway, we, as we were leaving, we saw a sign that said buy plane rides this way. You it's, could buy plane rides? Yeah, you could buy you could buy a biplane ride. <laughs> so we thought, well, let's go over there and check that out. So we went into the entrance of the Gatlinburg Sevierville Airport, I mean Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge Airport in Sevierville. And I found a gentleman by the name of Mark Hightower. Uh, he's got a little office right there at the entrance to the airport. And he owns a biplane. It's a 1927. It's called a, it's spelled like Waco, like Waco, Texas, but it's pronounced Waco. It is the oldest surviving Waco biplane in the world, 1927. And it is immaculate. It's one of those. Yeah, it's an open cockpit. It thing. has right. It it's got two. It's it's. You remember way back when when they had the the two wings, one on top of the other. You know, I don't you, remember you, what, that. Well, not well. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. Not when it was brand new, but um, it's we're the wing walkers. Yeah, you know, they go out there and they walk on the wing and all that kind of thing. Well, this is this is one of those types of airplane. It's called a biplane. Now it has two seats under the. Between the wings, I guess, yeah, between the wings. And that's where the passengers sit. And then what really surprised me was that the, the actual pilot sits in the back. The Not, actual pilot. Well, yeah, because the other, they're, they're just passengers. But, the, okay, the pilot, the pilot sits in the back. It, well, unless you have actual passengers. I guess I, re, I should say the pilot actually sits in the back. There you go. That would be. The, actually the best way uh, actually yes okay so but it was we we just spent some time with him talking with him about uh what he does and he owns the plane he restored it himself and you can go up and take anywhere from an eight minute ride up to a half hour eight minutes 15 minutes and then a half hour and the ride's starting at 99 dollars. now that's not per person that's per flight he takes you up in the air and gives you a tour of Sevierville. Now, he can't go over the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. They won't let him. I thought, well, what a bummer. I'd love to go up over the park. 
It, it, is this a Snoopy and the Red Baron plane? Actually, actually, yes, it's very much like that. Yeah, yes. now, I don't know if it's identical, but that's that's sort of the idea. But uh-huh. it's an open cockpit, so that you ride with the wind in your hair, yeah, and the sun in your face. And I, I think me and my sister are going to go back there and do this. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Anyway, you need to give that a look. Now, go to our website, mysmokymountainguide.com. Look for this podcast, and we're going to have some links on there to the Sky High Air Tours uh, website where you can get your own plane ride. That'll be a lot of fun. Now we get to talk about food. Food. (laughs) Yeah, because we we like to eat, and every time we go out and we We go somewhere and do it, you got to eat. So we, we found this place called... Holston's Kitchen. Yes, Holston's Kitchen. Now, I asked our server, who's a very nice young man. His name was Ramsey. Well, his name. His nickname was Ramsey. His name is Blake. Uh Uh-huh. But they call him Ramsey because. Because he's the spitting image of his grandfather. That's right. That's what what we're told. Which means that his grandfather was a very handsome man. Okay. Read between the lines. Ramsey was a, he was a very he was a very nice guy. Oh, he was an incredible, very very nice guy, very knowledgeable, very good server. Mm-hmm. But more, I mean, I won't say more important than that because service is great. You know, you need good service in mm-hmm. a restaurant. But the food at Holston was oh, really good. It was really good. It was. We're going back there. Good. Yeah. So we want to recommend this place. I had a pulled pork barbecue sandwich. With sweet potato fries, that before you finish, uh huh. I'm going to remind you that a, I know some a few weeks ago in episode whatever one two or three I know. Uh, over in Ga- in Gatlinburg that was you said the yeah, chicken hut yeah was like the best pulled pork sandwich if you're ever. In, if you're in so, Gatlinburg, it's the very best. If you're in Sevierville, you go to Holston's Kitchen. I'm telling you that it's a scratch kitchen. So you know that everything is fresh, made every day. Yeah. They make all of their own sauces, their own uh, everything. Everything. Right there from scratch. It's Y'all, a scratch kitchen. It's, so. And it's very, it's affordable. It's on what? 639 Dolly Parton pa- Parkway in Sevierville. Yeah. Dolly Parton Parkway. It is an incredible restaurant. It was really nice. I had a, a chicken sandwich. And you can get that in a grilled sandwich or fried. And they have, mm-hmm. they have all kinds of stuff there like chicken. Fish and chips. You had those salads. onion rings. I had onion rings. Yeah, homemade onion rings, and they were they were good. They were big. They were massive. Mm-hmm. I ordered a side of onion rings, and there were only three of them. So and you, they were huge. So when they know, came, I thought that he had four sandwiches. <laughs> so you know they're big. They were massive because there was only three onion rings on the plate as a side. But yeah, they, they were really good. So, Y'all, it's a, it's a yeah, that was good. Those I, sweet potato fries you had. I, oh my! I stole one off the back of your plate, and wow, that was good because it had the it had this sugar and cinnamon oh, on it. And it was. It tasted almost like a dessert. A dessert, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And they have a lot of desserts that you can choose from. It is a top-notch place to go. Yeah, a lot of fun. And they got a patio. You can sit out on the patio. So that was a lot of fun. Go to Holston's. Yeah, yeah, we recommend it. Mm-hmm. Go to Holston's Kitchen on Dolly on Dollywood Parkway. Dolly Pardon. Parkway. Dollywood is messed another. that up. Dolly. Oh, you could Dolly, do it. I know. There you go. My brain just went out again. That's why I'm here. I know. All right. Dolly Parton Parkway. Mm-hmm. Holston's Kitchen. And you'll enjoy yourself. Well, that is our show for today. 
Yep. Everything got to end. You know, if you're going to be in Sevierville, and not even if you're just going to be there, but you need to plan you need to, go, to there. go there. And you need to make a point of going to Floyd Garrett's Muscle Car Museum, the Tennessee Museum of Aviation. And while you're over there perusing the older planes, uh, you need to go to Sky High Air Tours and talk to Mark Hightower and go up in a biplane ride because mm-hmm. that that would that would be amazing now we didn't do it we didn't have time and uh for other various reasons but you might want to oh i'm gonna do it yeah ann's gonna go and she's gonna do that with her sister so she's gonna love that so thank you for listening and visit our website at mysmokymountainguide.com don't forget this episode is sponsored by us ministrygraphics.us And if you need a website, if you need uh, graphics, logos, anything like that, check us out. See if it might be something we can help you with. And until next time, we are Mark and Ann saying so long from East Tennessee. Thank you all for listening. Bye.